Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show we're going to be talking about trauma. Now we're not necessarily talking about big trauma but how even the smallest of traumas can actually change who you are and the direction that you take in your life. So please um, welcome, help me in welcoming my guest Michelle Rosenthal. How are you Michelle? I'm fantastic Natalie, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, it's always awesome talking to you because um, you actually bring up, or you talk about a subject that sometimes we don't like to talk about. Um, but the interesting thing is that you you're approaching this from such a unique um, perspective because you know, as you know, most of the people in our community know, you know, we have a lot of programs and patterns and behaviours um, that we have got from past experiences and from childhood and so forth. Um, and most of the times, they come from events that have some kind of uh, emotional charge around it and has some some kind of a you know a traumatic experience around it um, so we're going to be you know pulling back the curtain and, and and all of that today which is awesome so why don't we start first of all with just your background and your story sure absolutely and you're so right when we talk about trauma there's big T trauma and little t trauma so little t being those life challenges that are hiccups in the road that really disappoint us or make us upset but we move through them and the whole time we stay functional versus the big T trauma you know like accidents or illnesses things like that that really impair our ability to function for a little while or for an extended period of time and so my journey to this moment here with you began in 1981 as just a 13-year-old kid who had this big enormous life-changing trauma a very horrific illness that when I came out of the illness and I'd had a near-death experience and horrible things had happened to me in the hospital and when I came out of the, the hospital I knew I was going to make a full physical recovery but emotionally I just could not bounce back I was very aware that I had been changed my belief system and that's really I think where we all end up focusing after a while it was really rocked to the core. I no longer saw the world as a safe place. I no longer saw myself as safe or being in control. And, and those are two really important survival experiences, feeling safe and being in control. And when you lose those feelings, that's when things can really start to unravel. And so for the next 24 years, I descended into this horrible, dark space of despair and eventually was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder and then I started what I affectionately call my healing rampage. I thought I'm not living like this another minute <laughs> and of course it doesn't happen overnight but by the time I came out of my recovery I realized there's so much to learn and understand about how trauma changes who we are from a, a psychological and emotional place and also from a neurophysiological aspect and so bringing those, those pieces of information together can make a huge difference in how we move forward after any kind of challenging life experience which of course we can do we just sort of need a roadmap to get there absolutely so you know most of us and people watching the show know what a big trauma is um, but give me some examples of what a little trauma is sure a little trauma you are working so hard you have your eye on a promotion and at the last minute you get passed over and now you have to reassess. I, someone was just telling me a story about this yesterday and how it has just put a, a halt on everything. It's like their, their professional life has come to a screeching halt because he had worked for 10 years to develop the position and his, uh, his ability to rise in this company into this position that he wanted. And at the very last minute, the company said, you know what, we're going to outsource this. We don't need you anymore. 
And so not only was he not given the promotion he had worked so hard for, he's now out of a job. And so it, it's that's a big uh, life challenge because then you have to reassess, okay, well, where do I go from here? But it is a little T trauma in terms of he's very marketable. He's going to be fine. He's just going to have to find a new place to go. So he's, he's not going to descend into a place where he can't get out of bed in the morning. He just needs to move through this time that's uncomfortable and disappointing. So that's one example. Another example is you're in a relationship that you really hope is going, this person is the one. And you know, six months down the road, you find out they're not the one. Mm -hmm. So it can feel huge at the time, but in the scope of your life, it ends up being a little T trauma that's a hiccup in your ultimate destination. But again, you remain functional throughout it. And, and by that, I mean, you don't need psychological intervention. You don't need physical medication or anything like that. So yeah. little t trauma being something that's not necessarily altering or threatening your physical ability to survive. Yeah, yeah, I know because I, I think for for me personally, if I if I had little things like this happening, not little, they you know, <laughs> little as we're just calling them little t's for now, but they still they 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 feel big. big. Yeah, exactly. Um, I find that I'll have a coping mechanism that pops up and um, I, I shield myself or put up a facade and go, well, I don't want to get disappointed and make out that everything's okay and kind of gloss over it. So is there, I mean, is, are certain things that we should be doing to, to, on how to handle these things? Yeah, I think, I think there are and I think a lot of it has to do with how you ground yourself in that inner connection because it's how you see yourself, your identity, both in terms of your self-perception and the way you relate to yourself, and also in terms of how you present to the world, that allows you to stay grounded and connected to a source of courage and inspiration, motivation. We're always all trying to have more of that. It really comes from a source that's inside. So the more you can stay connected and grounded to your core self, the more you can more easily move through those challenges and successfully come out the other side with a momentum of resilience. You know, scientifically, resilience depends on self-esteem. In studies that they've done, increased resilience directly comes from self-esteem. So self-esteem comes from knowing that you are able, and able is a very important word, knowing you are able to succeed at things. And knowing you're able to succeed at things comes from knowing who you are, what your capabilities are. So if you sort of keep peeling the onion, at the very center of it all is this sensation of knowing who you are, this, this creation of an identity that feels right to you. And I think the more we stay connected to that place, the more we can avert any kind of disruption that comes from big or little t trauma. Right. So that brings up a very um, deep question is, well, who are we? So when we, when we peel back the layers and we get to that, that point, are we our job and our house and our family and, and the material things we have in our life or who are we really? I think who we are, Natalie, is obviously every single one of us is unique and individual. So we each will have to come to our own personal I am statement. But I think who we are is a composite of all of those things. It's not I am, you know, I'm an author. But if I just were to say I'm an author, that doesn't really tell you who I am. It tells you what I do. Mm -hmm. 
Right. So I think we need to get away from saying what we do, which is a part of who we are, but if we're going to go to that most internal space, I think to me, and this is just my personal opinion, I think who we are is what is most life-affirming about us. We are energy, right? And we expand in terms of life experiences and life-affirming things that make us feel good and joyful. So if we were to look at identity in terms of I am, and then you fill in the blank with what makes you feel most happy to be who you are. So in that sense, you can look at qualities. I Like for myself, I would say I am joy. And I work every day to make, and I don't mean in a professional sense, I work every day coming from that place because I deliberately decided in my trauma recovery actually, you know, we all see trauma as something horrible, and it is. But the gift that comes out of big or little t trauma is we have a chance to hit the pause button and to decide who do I really want to be and recreate ourselves. And so I recreated, I created my post-trauma identity around this idea of joy. I, that's what I wanted to define me, the capacity for and quality of joy. And so I built a lifestyle, and you know, for me, one of the things that that meant was I dance. And when I dance, I feel joy. And so I committed to dance every day, which for a long time I did. And I still, I, I don't dance every day, I don't have the time anymore, but I do dance frequently because you have to live who you are. So it's not just enough to say I am and fill in your definition of what makes you feel most connected to who you are. It's, you have to also live that at the same time. So the identity concept becomes not just what you cognitively know, not just what you verbally express, but what you physically experience and engage with. Absolutely. And I love that because, you know, the thing is it's all about the questions because mm. most of the time we don't ask ourselves the right questions. So rather than saying, who am I, which, you know, is, is a leading question, Mm -hmm. uh, I think what's even more important is like, well, who do I want to be? Because we get to choose. You know, if there is something in our in our behavior or our patterns that is not serving us anymore, then mm -hmm. we can choose something different. So, is there some kind of a process for, that people can do to um, to discover and go into this, or is it just merely just sitting down and asking the question? <laughs> I think I, I think you're right. I think the questions are really key. And I just um, my new book that just released is called Your Life After Trauma: Powerful Practices to Reclaim Your Identity. And it's for big or little t trauma. And I just was talking. Um, I did an interview yesterday, and and someone was saying to me the questions in this book just rocked my world. They are so deep and below the surface of what we usually do. And I worked really hard from that standpoint when I was writing the book to put together a process that leads you below the usual who am I questions because that's not really where the answers are as you already know. And I, I think the process and, and the process that I laid out and in, in the book but also that I've, I've worked through in my own life to recreate the person that I wanted to be and that I see work with all the clients that I work with. The process is very simple. It just requires coming down into a place of being willing to discover and explore those questions that are deeply internal and as you so aptly identified related to your choices and your actions. 
And so the three steps, and I'll just, this is simplified, obviously it's a complex process, but the three steps in general overview are number one, you have to take a look back and acknowledge who you used to be. You know, who have you been in your past? Because often when we experience a trauma, big or little t, it changes us ever so slightly or enormously, and there's a disconnect from who we used to be. Well, that can be good because maybe, you know, I've spoken to a lot of people, they say, I don't want to go back to who I was. <laughs> but then there are a lot of people you talk to and say, if I could only go back. So it's really important to acknowledge who you used to be and acknowledge what you loved about that self and find ways to bring that forward. So that's step one. Step two is recognizing who are you today because as much as we may feel frustrated with who we are today or we are not able to really be who we want to be, it's easy to see the negative sides, but it's also really important to see, hey, on the other side, here are all the things I really love about myself because it's in that base that you can start to build into the third step, which is creating the blueprint for your future self really getting clear, you know this because Mind Movies is all about this, being able to achieve the objectives, your purpose, your mission that you choose has so much to do with your imagination and what you can see. And so the third step is all about really being able to create an identity blueprint that then you say, okay, here's where I am today and there's where I'm going. And then the job is how do I get there? And, and, you know, the book is all about all of these processes and creating a, a gentle path that allows you just to sort of move through and shift and transform in those ways that are comfortable and manageable and at your own pace. And in the end, lead you to that self where you become exactly who you want to be and, and reach the success that comes with that. Yeah, absolutely. I know, and the like I said, the the book does. It goes into so many different amazing questions, and obviously much deeper than we could achieve in the fifteen minutes that we have today. I think <laughs> so, we went um, pretty deep. <laughs> I know. I think we did really well, actually. Um, so, <laughs> so, Michelle, if people want to connect with you and purchase the book, um, where can we send people to do that? Absolutely, yourlifeaftertraumabook.com. And right on there, you can see reviews of the book. We've got great and the positive reviews that are coming in. I'm, I'm, I just feel so blessed. They're wonderful. There's also a, a complimentary resource center right on the site where you can sign up and get free downloads of all the exercises in the book so that you can work at your own pace and work with me. I recorded all of them. So it, it, it can be a more personal experience than just reading the book. So yourlifeaftertraumabook.com. Beautiful. Uh, and guys, if you click on the banner to the side there, if you're watching this online or the banner underneath the video, if you're watching this on the app, it'll take you straight through to that website as well. So thanks again, Michelle. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Natalie. Have a great day. <laughs> yeah, you too, darling. Now, guys, I encourage you to share this video, and you can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Um, also, leave your email in the box on this page as well so I can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. It's actually valued at $87, and I would love to send it to you for free. And so until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.